Philadelphia is hiring lifeguards that don't know how to swim. Saying the word mummy at the museum is now offensive. And one state wants food made of aborted fetuses to have clear labels. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a Los Angeles closet. All right, let's jump into the stories. I have three weird segments from all over the world. Philadelphia is desperate for lifeguards, and they say it's okay if interested candidates can't even swim. I don't know how you're going to have lifeguards that can't swim. Can you save people without getting in the water? Um, Perhaps they're going to just use dogs. There may be other ways to save people by throwing them a floaty. Let's learn something. It may be the middle of winter now, it says, but before you know it, Memorial Day will be here. The kids will get out of school. They'll need something to do all day other than get on your nerves and stay at home and play video games. Well, that's where Philadelphia's dozens of public pools come in. And what do you need if you have a public pool, guys? Well, you need lifeguards, of course. It's pretty necessary for safety reasons. Thanks to COVID, thanks to budget cuts, we didn't have public schools at all in 2020, it says. Philadelphia opened some of its city pools in 2021, but had problems recruiting lifeguards. And the city encountered similar issues last year as well, recruiting lifeguards. So for the 2023 pool season in Philadelphia, the city has started recruiting very early. And good news, if you can't swim, you can still apply. That's right. According to the city's Parks and Recreation Department, the city is actively recruiting lifeguard candidates who would sink like a stone if you threw them into the deep end today. The city is going to provide free swimming lessons, though, to anybody who doesn't know how to swim, assuming they are committed to testing into the lifeguard program this summer. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to need to know how to swim to be in the lifeguard program, but I, I have my doubts that someone who just learned how to swim is going to even pass those tests. I've taken the lifeguard test before, and uh, it's not easy. And I'm someone who has been swimming all his life. Um, here's an anecdote about my lifeguard testing program. I was living in Salem, Massachusetts, and I thought this would be a great summer job because I, I just want to sit around and not do much, sit in the sun, work on my tan. I had abs at that moment in time, and I thought, what a great job for me. Uh, so I go to the testing program. We're in a classroom most of the day, and then they go, okay, we're going to break for lunch, and when we, we get back, we'll come back to the classroom, do a few things, and then at the end, we'll go into the pool. So I was in the vicinity of a cafe that I really love to eat at, so I went there, and I ordered a giant panini and French fries and pickles and like a, a little side salad. I like engorged myself at this cafe because I just love the place. You know, I couldn't help myself. Went back. I thought we'd be sitting in the classroom. As soon as we get back, they say, no, let's put our bathing suits on and get right into the pool. And I did. And the test was a little grueling. You have to tread water for like 25 minutes straight. You had to do all this. Uh, it was out of control. And I was so full. I could just feel the food just trembling in there and rising up. And I had to bounce out of the pool and I ran into the bathroom and I threw up everything I had eaten at lunch and I didn't even make it to the toilet. I just threw it up all over the floor in that bathroom. It was terrible. I used my towel to wipe it up, threw that away, and then I just walked out (laughs) and never went back. So I say all that to say if you're interested in a Philadelphia lifeguard gig, you better get to work right now learning how to swim. Um, you might be happy to know that, or unhappy to know that the pay begins at $16 an hour and the schedule is generally 35 hours per week and you get a free whistle. That's pretty cool. It might be worth it for the free whistle.
Now, being that this is Philadelphia, you might want to also hand out some tasers to the lifeguards in the incidents where they have to order people to leave the pool area. You don't know what you're going to encounter at a, at a pool in an American city these days. Also, I think you can apply to work remotely for this gig as well, I think. <laughs> Maybe not. Yay! Don't say mummy. Museums are rebranding ancient Egyptian remains. They are among the most popular exhibits in museums all over the world, with a name so resident that blockbuster films have been built on it. But some museums in Britain are now using words other than mummy to describe their displays of ancient Egyptian human remains. Oh, I wonder what terms they're using. Perhaps they're saying, instead of mummy, Egyptian-based organic museum pieces? Let's find out what's going on. It says here they're starting to adopt terms such as mummified person. Oh, okay. In case they're non-binary mummies, I guess. Um, and sometimes they're using the individual's name to emphasize that they were once living people. Yeah, they want to show respect to the dead. Um, you know. However, apparently displaying them under glass so that tourists can just continuously gawk at them for 10 hours a day is not disrespectful to them. <laughs> It's so funny. We want to be respectful for the dead. Yeah, you put them on display, bro. You've already crossed that line. You're making money off them, okay? Let's get more into the article. Uh, it says, using different language to describe these human remains can also distance them from the depiction of mummies in popular culture, which has tended to undermine their humanity through legends about the mummy's curse and by portraying them as supernatural monsters. This is according to Joe Anderson, who's the assistant keeper of archaeology at the Great North Museum in Northeast England. Although the field has been looking at the most appropriate way of displaying human remains for many decades, in terms of the use of the word mummy, these uh, museum directors think that's been more recent. Here's a quote from this Joe Anderson. Well, we have human remains from around the world, and we may vary the terminology we use depending on how they've been preserved. We have natural mummies from pre-dynastic Egypt, so we'll refer to them as natural mummies because they haven't been artificially mummified. Uh, we think using the term mummified remains can encourage visitors to think of the individual who once lived. This was an individual. They must recognize this was a real person. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's staring at these exhibits and going, wow, that's a nice vase right there. Oh, no, it was a person? Oh, I thought it was a vase. <laughs> Who is she referring to? It says here, by displaying these individuals more sensitively, they're hoping that the visitors will see the remains for what they really are. Not an object of curiosity, but a real human who was once alive and had a very specific belief about how the body should be treated after death. An object of curiosity it already is. It's on display in a museum. Are you okay? <laughs> Come on. I mean, the contradiction here is obvious to everyone, except for you. <laughs> object of display. No, it's under glass, and you charge people admission to stare at it, but we don't want to treat it like an object of curiosity by any means. Now, the British Museum told the media in a statement it hasn't banned the use of the term mummy. Oh, thank goodness. I don't want to get canceled for saying mummy on my podcast. You guys know how much I want to stay in the closet. Um, it says they still are using mummy across their galleries. However, they added, 
Our recent displays use the term mummified remains of and include the name of the person who has been mummified to emphasize that mummified remains are of people who once lived. These are people who once lived, everyone. We want them to know that. Oh, man. <laughs> All of this reformation of language in the culture just cracks me up, man. We will not call them mummies anymore. We're going to call them free-range preserved beings, <laughs> so not to offend the dead. What are you going to call skeletons now? Def defleshed persons? Tissue-challenged? Flesh-impaired individuals? What's going on here? Well, the History Channel sure has a lot of work to do. They have to re-edit all those videos now. Good luck with that. A new bill states that food made of aborted fetuses needs clear labels. Senate Bill number 314 in Texas says any food products that contains is manufactured with or derived from research that uses tissue, cells, or organs obtained from an aborted unborn child must be clearly and conspicuously labeled before it can be sold. I don't even know you could buy products that were derived from aborted fetuses. This is all news to me. Oh, man. It makes me wonder. Some of those really cheap foods I've gotten from the dollar store, did they have aborted fetuses in them? I'm very concerned here that I might have ingested portions of an unborn fetus at some point in the past. I was just in Texas, too. Those steaks looked great, but I don't think they were unborn children. Um, let's keep reading, though, and make sure that we're in the clear here and find out ways in which we can avoid these products because they're not being labeled, apparently. you got to say that you were made from an unborn fetus. It says, uh, Unfortunately, many Texans are unknowingly consuming products that either contain human fetal parts or were developed using human fetal parts, according to the statement. While some may not be bothered by this, there are many Texans with religious or moral beliefs that would oppose consumption of any of these products. I would imagine whether you're religious or not, you probably don't want to be consuming products that were developed with human fetal parts. That's just my opinion. It says here the Food and Drug Administration doesn't even allow the sale of foods containing human tissue in the U.S. Okay, so this is all illegal. <laughs> They added that such a product designed for animal or human consumption doesn't even exist. They're saying these products don't even exist, so what are we passing a bill for? Sounds like a big waste of lawmakers' time and the resources of the taxpayers. That's not uncommon. This is what lawmakers do. Just waste our money sitting around making strange bills. The bill proposes also that medical and cosmetic products containing aborted fetal tissue clearly be labeled. If the bill becomes law, companies that make vaccines and medications that are tested using fetal cell lines before being administered to people would have to comply. Okay, so we're looking at vaccines and medications that are, what, tested on aborted fetal tissue? Scientists have long used cells derived from aborted or miscarried fetuses in research and experimentation. Okay, I didn't know that, but that kind of makes sense if you believe that testing on humans might cause some you know long-term effects let's keep reading according to uc davis professor of cell biology and human anatomy dr paul neffler a single group of cells from a human embryo can be cloned thousands of times for many years and any new cells wouldn't be needed an example is the hek 293 cells which trace back to kidney cells obtained from either an abortion or a miscarriage in the 70s and have been cloned thousands of times for research okay so if you cloned a miscarriage from the 70s, and you're still using that. I don't see what's wrong with that. 
to test medicines and vaccines? Why not? I mean, I mean, they're acting like they're just running around <laughs> grabbing everybody's fetuses to put into products and to test. I don't think that's really happening. This sounds like a waste of attention, to be honest with you, and probably just to bring it, attention to the abortion issue in Texas as well. They do other things to bring attention to the abortion issue over there because they're very uncomfortable with it. And, you know, that's their bag, and they have that right, obviously. Uh, some of us agree. Some of us do not. I think we can all kind of agree, though, that it is a waste of community resources to be sitting around making just useless bills like this, um, you know, on in your government. <laughs> is that just me? I, I don't know. It's like you're looking for a problem that doesn't exist and then making a law for it, <laughs> Where whereas we need laws for the real problems that are going on. And we're kind of over our head in problems these days, it seems to me. I don't know. <laughs> There's been like nearly... 70 mass shootings in the U.S. already, and we're not even done January. So, just saying. Oh, hello, everyone. It's Jonesy, yes. The host of Weird AF News. Yes, yes. What a splendid episode, right? I'm going to celebrate by popping champagne right in the closet. Hi, y'all. I'm caffeinated. I want to thank my patrons for keeping me so... And those of you who have ever bought me coffee, God bless you, man. Thank you. You keep me in the state of mind that I enjoy most. Well, not not most, but I can't tell you the state of mind I enjoy most. It's not appropriate for children on the podcast. <laughs> he, he, he. Come on, man. Use your imagination. Uh, I'll just tell you it starts with an M and ends in jolly. Okay, that's all. Uh, I got a nice review on Amazon. Two of them as a matter of funk. Uh, this one is from user called Just Me, and I got five stars. Thank you so much for the five stars. I'm so grateful, Just Me. Love Jonesy is the title. It's a great title. I listen to Weird AF News every day when I get up. I find myself actually laughing out loud at times. Love you, Jonesy. Oh, that's so sweet. It's very short and sweet, right to the point. I'm glad I make you laugh out loud at times. At times is the key word. I can't guarantee every, day, every episode's going to make you LOL. Uh, during breakfast, but you know, maybe like one out of every three is a doozy. Okay, we also got an, uh, a, re a review from Amira. Who, if it's the same Amira I'm thinking of, she lives in, uh, she's a Cali gal as well as, as, as I am. I mean, I'm not from Cali, but I am currently a Cali guy. Probably will be for the foreseeable future. Um, although the earthquake uh, last night at two in the morning gave me a little, uh, made me question my existence and my choices. <laughs> when you're rattled out of bed at 2.30 a.m. and it makes you go, oh, what am I doing here? Amira gave me five stars, wrote, great show, wonderful host. I've been listening to Weird AF News for quite some time now. It's a great show, lots of laughs, and Jonesy is a noteworthy host with an outstanding sense of humor. Well, outstanding, I love that. Um, noteworthy, I agree with. Outstanding sense of humor, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe, okay. Um... Yeah, I, I would say I'm a better stand-up comic than I am a uh, podcast host, probably. But um, I do get to showcase my humor on this show, and that, that brings me joy. Um, I wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, so those people out there that are like, he should stop with the bad joke. He should just stop doing this. I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to stop. Because although there are some bad jokes, the, the good ones get me through. Get you through, too. They get all of us through. Uh, if you guys want to leave me a review, it's helpful. It's helpful. It can be done on Amazon. I'm sure you've heard of it. 
Have you heard of Amazon? Also, you can leave a review on the iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts as well. You can't really leave a review on Spotify, although they let you write a comment on individual episodes, but I don't think anyone's seeing those. So you can give me like stars on there. That, that's helpful. Yeah, please at least give me three. I'd appreciate that. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do. If you want to follow me on Instagram, at funnyjones. You can email me always, funnyjones at gmail.com. And if you would like to support the show, I have a Patreon. That's right. You have a Patreon? Yeah, I got a Patreon, you know, trying to pay the bills around here. Yeah, I got to pay for podcast hosting and whatnot. Um, it's uh, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. How easy is that? Or you can go to weirdafnews.com as well. That's pretty easy. Click on the Patreon banner or you can click buy Jonesy a coffee. If you want to send me some articles, you got the email. I'd love to hear from you. Send me the weird stuff that you come across. Uh, please make it recent. And uh, if you're going to call the show, don't drop any F-bombs. Appreciate that. Okay. Love you.